0: G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this beautiful Thursday, the 17th of March, 2022, the day after the night before, and uh, very happy Melbourne supporter today, uh, having been to the first game of the 2022 AFL season. For those of you listening from the Northern Hemisphere, you're probably thinking, what is he talking about? But uh, bear with me, because there is a method to my madness in today's episode, and I've got to say, from a, uh, from a spectator's point of view and from a membership point of view, a person who loves going to the football, to be able to go back to the Melbourne Cricket Ground and watch live sport with, uh, with 58,000 other people in the stadium was absolutely phenomenal, given that for the last two years, it has been very, very few and far between in terms of the opportunities that we've had to watch live sport. So it was fantastic to get back at the G. And also fantastic to see live live footy again in the flesh and uh, very, very happy as a Melbourne supporter today. And the topic of today's podcast is pretty much based on what I witnessed last night. And I want to tie this back into leadership and, and certainly sales leadership. And that is we're going to get challenged. We are going to get challenged on a constant basis, just like the Melbourne Footy Club got challenged last night. And the question I want to ask is when we are challenged, what do we do? Now, one of the things that I love is drawing comparisons between sports and sales and sales leadership because there are so many comparisons, so many anecdotes, so many synergies, and so many metaphors that you can draw out of watching a game of football, a game of sport, even a game of cricket. Uh, but I want to specifically talk about the game last night, which was in a, in some senses a little bit similar to how the 2021 grand final played out, and that uh, when they at the start of the game. Melbourne came out and looked as if they hadn't missed a beat, kicking the first four goals of the quarter. And then very quickly, the Bulldogs turned it around like they did in September 2021 and kicked a bag of goals. In fact, last night they kicked eight goals in a row. And, uh, when Mel- and Melbourne went from being 27 points in front to very quickly being 22 points behind, which is a massive, massive turnaround. But what was really interesting is, and we sit where we sit at the MCG. We sit very close to the fence, but also close to where the coaches sit and all the players where they come on and off the ground. And what was interesting was to watch the body language of each of the players, but also the coaching staff that were on the boundary when the Bulldogs were on a roll, kicking eight goals in a row. And what was completely obvious to me, which hasn't always been the case, because I've got to say, and I put my hands up in the air here, I am probably one of, if not the most Frustrated and long-suffering Melbourne supporters on the planet, and it's probably people who are listening to this right now, who are also Melbourne supporters, who say, "Hey, I'll give you a run for a run for your money." I am also a very frustrated Melbourne supporter, but we've been long-suffering supporters for many, many years. In fact, not having won a premiership for fifty-seven years last year was like it's like the coming of age. It was just amazing. But in in the past, when teams would have got a roll on. The body language of the players and certainly the body language of the coaches was almost like, we're going to give in here. It's like, here we go again. And it was very, very difficult for the team to uh, stop the momentum or change the momentum. But what I've noticed in the last 12 months, and it was really, really evident last night, that even in the midst of the onslaught that the Bulldogs had, the players and the coaches were resolute. Their body language didn't change from when they were at the start of the game uh right through the game. In fact, you couldn't tell whether in fact Melbourne was behind just by looking at the body language. Now, this was when the players were coming on the ground, when they were coming off the ground, when they were having conversations when they came off the ground. It was really, really evident. And I want to draw some comparisons here because what I see a lot of is working with leaders in their sales teams is often when things don't go according to plan, it's very easy for a lot of these leaders and their teams to start getting very reactionary. And in many cases, when things don't go to plan, they often begin to, dare I say it, panic and they go into reaction mode. And at the first sign of challenge or the first sign of trouble, it's almost like all hands to the pump, we've got to stop. We've got to stop this, we've got to stop the bleeding, we've got to prevent this from getting even worse. And hence, they start acting without necessarily thinking. They go straight into defensive mode, and in many cases, at the extreme, they tend to cower. And I've seen this happen many times where leaders have almost stuck their head in the sand and pretended that things were not not as bad as they were. And when a leader does that, what happens to the team? The team does exactly the same. So you start to literally pour fuel on the metaphorical fire. And what tends to happen when that happens is the outcome is 100% predictable and it's a downward spiral to failure or certainly not getting the results that you want. And in many cases you see teams, individuals within teams and sometimes the leaders actually give up. Give up and say, "Hey, this is just not going to work. I'm going to walk away." All right? And therefore the ending is almost predetermined and there's nothing that they feel as if they can do about it. What was really interesting and that that is pretty much describing the Melbourne Footy Club of previous years. And when I say previous years, I've been a member for many, many years, and there was a, probably a, a decade from 2007 right through to about 2017 where that's exactly what happened. You could see the body language of the players out on the field that despite us as supporters wishing and hoping that they would turn things around, hoping that they would lean forward into a challenge and take and embrace the challenge in front of them and seek opportunities to improve, many of the times they just gave up because they saw they thought, you know what, Our opposition is just too good. There's no way we're going to beat them, and they didn't necessarily uh, put in as much effort as perhaps they were capable of, or at least what they gave thought to in terms of what they thought they were capable of, and there's a big difference because often people are a lot more capable than what they give themselves credit for, but often it's the conversations they have in their head that will determine how much effort they put forth, and what's really, really pleasing is as a club that's finally turned around and hopefully is now on the cusp of some sustainable success. We're seeing the body language and all the stars aligning in terms of having the right formulas in place, having the right people in place, having the right mindset, having the right actions, that when they're challenged, they don't react how perhaps they have in the past. So you might be sitting there thinking, well, what has this got to do with us as leaders and certainly us as sales leaders? And my answer to that is, it has got everything to do with it. Now, again, apologies, my voice is a little bit raspy today because <clears throat> I've been doing a bit of yelling, as you do when you go to the footy, but this has got everything to do with sales leadership, and I want to draw some comparisons here and, and think about you know, what can we do when we are challenged? How do we respond? And Ask yourself this question, that when you're challenged in your workplace, when you're challenged in any situation you find yourself in in a professional sense, how do you respond and how does your team respond? And here's some things that I, I thought about and contemplated this morning as I was thinking about today's message and reflecting on what the Melbourne Footy Club did last night. And it's a, it's a combination of all the things they've been doing over the last 12 months, which has led them to be in a position where they are now, being the reigning premiers of 2021 and uh, hopefully setting themselves up for another successful year. This is by no means an exhaustive list, but these are just some of my thoughts and I'd I love you to... Consider these based on your own environment. Now, the first thing, uh, when you're challenged, do you take stock? Do you take stock of where you're actually at? And do you actually look at the challenge for what it is? Or do you react to it? Now, what I noticed last night is when Melbourne were having the momentum going against them, there was no panic. There was no adverse reaction. And in fact, if you didn't know the scores, you'd probably look at the players and think, well, this is pretty, pretty much an even contest or Melbourne might actually be winning this game. Because you couldn't tell based on how the team and how the coaches were reacting. So as I've always talked about, that when we're challenged, one of the key responsibilities of a leader that we have first and foremost is to be able to look at that challenge, look at that issue, think about what does this actually mean, and then use that as a catalyst to therefore be able to define reality. Now, there's, there's nothing worse than a leader who doesn't want to acknowledge reality or cannot articulate reality uh, that is that is not conducive to long-term sustainable success and certainly not an endearing quality that's going to breed success within the team and certainly give teams a, an appetite to want to improve and push forward. So taking stock, when you are challenged, do you take stock? Can you be calm in your responses? Can you be calm in terms of looking at what things are happening in front of you and being able to define reality despite how you might be feeling? So one of the things I'm I'm not suggesting is to do this with no emotion whatsoever because we know, as emotional beings, there'll be some things that happen that often we don't expect and sometimes we will get challenged in areas that we don't expect, which can lead to our emotions becoming heightened. It's our ability to be able to recognize those emotions and then regulate those emotions so that we can actually define reality as it stands right now because once we've done that, then we're in a position to move forward and potentially therefore think about what is the most appropriate response to this particular situation. So the first thing is when you're challenged, do you take stock? The next thing to think about is what do I actually have control over? And this refers back to the Stephen Covey circle of influence and circle of control. Often leaders react to things that they actually have no control over, but they still are seriously concerned about. What great leaders will do and great teams will do is they'll look at, okay, this is the situation but what can I control in relation to this situation? That will then enable them to lean into that situation and then think about, okay, what is the most appropriate response? They then have a choice in terms of how they will respond to that particular situation because they're consciously thinking about what does this mean? They've defined their reality and they're now being a little bit more proactive in terms of how they then move forward. They therefore will lean into that situation with a higher level of Confidence knowing that, and this is the next point, they're going to be relying on the work that they have already done. They've made a huge amount of investment. And if you look at the AFL teams, they've been training since probably October in terms of pre season training, getting ready for the start of the new year. So, as sales leaders, how much training have you done? How much training has your team done? Are you prepared for the season that's coming up? Are you prepared for the challenges that are going to come? And can you rely upon the work you've already invested so that when challenges do inevitably arise, can you then think about your best and most appropriate response when that situation finds itself in front of you? So the the whole thing about this is you've got to be able to control your responses and focus therefore on what you can control. There'll be a lot of stuff potentially that is going to be out of your control. And if we apply mental energy to that, it's just going to do our head in, not to mention doing the heads in of our team. So focus on the things that I can control and things that I can influence. And the things that I have no control over, just let it go. It's not to say that we don't acknowledge the things we've got no control over, but recognize there's no point worrying about it. There's no point putting mental energy to it if there's nothing that I can fundamentally change. Just accept it for what it is and move forward on the things that you can control and that you can influence which leads to the next part which is a it's a big big area and really big on on for coaches and we hear professional coaches talk about this all the time and i often sound like a broken record when i'm talking to leaders and teams about this as well and that is trust the process trust the process and focus on making progress not putting pressure on yourself to deliver a specific outcome now i've talked about this a lot even on the podcast the difference between focusing all your very attention on the numbers and then focusing your attention more on the process that will deliver the numbers if you get the process right. So I'd much rather see a team and therefore a leader make progress towards something than focus all of their attention on the something. And because there's magic and power in making progress, where you're actually improving minute by minute, moment by moment, day by day, week by week, which if we do this really well and we trust the process, the numbers will, in most cases, take care of themselves. And what I noticed last night was that this is exactly what the Melbourne Footy Club did. Simon Goodwin, the coach, sat on the boundary. He was still talking to his players as he always has the last couple of years uh, from the boundary line. And you could see that they were just trusting the process. They fundamentally didn't change too much of their game plan, but they made a few adjustments. But instead of actually uh, panicking, They went about trusting their process and looking what we're gonna do in the next two minutes. What are we gonna do in the next five minutes? What's the little goal we're gonna set for the end of the quarter? And how do we get back into the game? And that's exactly what they did. And that's what I'm imploring you to do as well, that when you are challenged, trust the process. The other thing to consider as well is everything we do, everything we see and everything we hear is opportunities for feedback. So the feedback we get when we're challenged is either something's not working or it's not working as well as it could be. And so that's, that's feedback. So as a good coach, as a great emotionally intelligent leader, it's about looking at what is happening in front of us and adjusting our approach as appropriate. Now this doesn't mean fundamentally changing the entire game plan, because it goes back to the point that I made earlier that we need to rely on the work that we've already invested. So if we've worked on a game plan, we've got the process in place, you've got your sales methodology in place, so don't change your sales methodology just because you're not getting the results right now that you are hoping to get or you're expected to deliver. But also understand that when we're challenged, there's an opportunity for us to get that as feedback and therefore adjust our approach as appropriate to start making progress towards getting back on track. And so this is really important. This is what great leaders will do is they will adjust the course ever so slightly They won't change directions entirely, but they will adjust ever so slightly to get back on track and trust the process. Which means that in that process, not only does the leader have to believe as to what's possible, they've also got to believe in themselves and the process and the game plan they've put together. And this is a really key point when it comes to leadership. If you are really, really focused on the outcome and you know the game plan that's been put in place that you've rigorously worked on, you've defined, you've refined, When you do get challenged, because you will have other teams that are out to challenge you and knock you off your perch, you're going to have to adjust. You're going to have to take that on as feedback, but the overriding feeling and the overriding mindset has got to be, I've got to believe that we are on the right path. So belief is absolutely paramount, which means we don't get defined by the situation that we find ourselves in. So the challenge for us as leaders is to think about what do we do and how do we respond when we get challenged. And I want you to really think about this. What do you do and what have you seen other leaders do perhaps in your organization that when the challenge does hit, because it's not, it's not if the challenge comes, it's when the challenge comes. So great leaders are always going to be prepared knowing that at some point there's going to be a challenge that's going to be presented to them that perhaps they haven't necessarily thought about. So the question out of today's podcast is when you are challenged, What do you do? The answer to that question will tell us a lot about how successful and more dare I say it, how sustainably successful you're going to be and therefore how successful your team is going to be collectively but also individually. So I trust that message helps. I trust that message resonates and it makes sense because all too often I see leaders out there looking at the positive side of life and not necessarily considering the challenges that ultimately will come at them and often they'll come at them when they least expect it. But great leaders are always prepared and it's not about having massive contingency plans. It's actually recognizing that challenges will be there, but trusting the, the framework and trusting the process you've put in place and also trusting the work you've done and the investment you've made in yourself, in your own development, and in your team will hold you in good stead for when those inevitable challenges do arise. So embrace the challenges when they arrive. And as a key reminder, as we wrap up this particular episode, if you're ready to work one-on-one and if you'd like some help becoming an exceptional sales leader, Love the opportunity of having a conversation. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time. We'll jump on Zoom. Have a chat about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve with your leadership. And uh, let's put a plan together and let's start working together and help you on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader. So look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.